Welcome to What Am I Doing With My Life with me, your host, Alyssa Desai. Ever sit there just thinking, what am I doing with my life? Well, this is the podcast for you. Each episode will share a different woman's journey, normalize not having it all figured out, give you actionable tips and motivate you when you feel stuck, lost and overwhelmed by life. I am beyond excited to be sharing this podcast with you and I hope every conversation you listen to helps you to feel less alone. In this episode, I'm joined by Terry Bob Baxter. Terry is an actress, voiceover artist and the founder of Speak Up Drama. Her portfolio includes stage, screen, such as BBC's Call the Midwife, radio and commercials for brands such as Coca-Cola, Penguin Books, Playmobil and Shaw's Deodorant. Plus, she's also EasyJet's voice for TV and radio. Alongside acting, Terry established Speak Up Drama, an organisation offering drama workshops for all ages to boost confidence and empower communication skills. Thank you so much for pushing play today. I really hope you enjoy this conversation and you find it helpful. I would appreciate it so much if you could rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It means the world to me and if you email me a screenshot of your review, I will send you a free visualisation track. Have a look at the show notes for my email. Join me as we launch straight into Terry's journey. Tell me about your journey. Like, how did you get to where you are today? So, as people know, my name is Terry Amber Baxter. I'm an actor, voiceover artist and founder of Drama Workshop called Speak Up that works with children and young people. I was brought up in Northwest London, Kensal Rise, and then my family moved to Wembley and then they moved to Northwood. And now I live in Harrow with my fiancé, which is just wonderful. So exciting. Um, yeah. <laughs> so exciting. Oh my gosh. I'm so, so happy. I, I always say this, that my dad always said to me, um, so lucky you're talented as an actor because you were never academic. In school, I was that child that really didn't do I was always trying to do well my girlfriends were so 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 academic and so so just really yeah I I guess yeah what am I trying to say I I just wasn't that I just didn't really do well in school um and then acting and drama was introduced to me in year seven and it changed my life. It was, it really translated in all my lessons. I was finding confidence in my voice. And I'll touch on this again, probably, but like in English class, it was a really big thing for me. I used to get real big anxiety. Um, I would be that child who'd get really, really nervous, sweaty hands, heart beating so fast when I had to read. And sometimes it would just be like a little sentence, but I would be so, so scared that people would know that my reading was really awful. You know, all those little things that go through your head when you're an 11 year old. And then drama was introduced and I was able to like articulate myself in a different way. Um, so I finished um, secondary school and then I went to the Brit school, which was just amazing. I did musical theatre there. And then I went straight on to drama school, which was, I went to arts educational schools. And then I graduated in 2011 and then became an actor. And I would say the last two years I've become a voiceover artist. And 2018 is when I created Speak Up. So yeah, quite a big jump. But yeah, everything was kind of aligned to, to where I am now, I guess. Mm. I honestly like wanted to tear up <laughs> and like oh. just felt like sort of, I don't know, like 
goosebumps when you said about, you know, not feeling like school was going that well. And then like drama was introduced to you because I have such a big thing about education isn't for everyone. And the more we just are kind of pushing kids into like this way of being, it's just not allowing for so many people who it's not for them. Like I don't think I was ever into education. Yeah. I did fine. And probably some people like I did well, but for me, I just felt I'd never really like, it wasn't my thing. And I think from that, I would see other people who were doing really well and just kind of think, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm, you know, I'm stupid. I can't do this. Yeah. And actually just imagining like 11 year old you and being like, wow. Yeah. I, like I'm amazing at this. And it's like, I just want to like, like introduce kids to different things that they might be good at oh, rather than 100%. just being like, this is what you've got to do. Yeah. I give a big thanks to a lot of my teachers in secondary school. My other half always laughs at me because when I'm going into schools doing my speak up drama, I'm always like that child that gets really, I'm the child who's the teacher, gets excited for them because you're seeing these children in a different way. They are, they're being creative. They're being children, you know, Um, it's, incredible and I've got teachers that I still still speak to to this day and to think that one of the things that really held me back you know reading out loud and presenting myself well is the one thing that I do is my profession is crazy you know my I keep on saying my 11 year old self because um I'm actually the voice of EasyJet so everything that you hear on TV and screen, which is really cool but I I remember going into the process of that. They were giving me quite a lot of scripts and I would just have to kind of sight read it. Um, Or sometimes you'll get it like the day before. And for someone who's dyslexic or see the words and they jump out on you and they're not, they kind of muddle up. It's really tricky because for one, you're trying to get the job. And for two, you want to show them like, I'm amazing, please, you know, just take me for what I am. And actually I had to find tools to really deal with that kind of, um, that mind playing tricks on you kind of uh, thing, which was, which I did. And I was able to book it. And now I can really understand when children speak to me about those sorts of stuff and how I can help them because yeah, the way of education in school wasn't for me. And, but I did okay. So, yes. you know. <laughs> You're here and how yes. incredible. And it is almost like a bit of a full circle moment. Oh, yeah. 100%. Now you're yeah. going into schools and you're introducing kids to drama and you're you're being that person to them that your teachers were to you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That just makes um, me so happy. Like, I didn't know that you had the kind of school experience as well. I just, do you know what? I, I just, education just wasn't for me. Yeah. I enjoyed some classes, but I was always the one that would be chatting. I was yeah, always okay. chatting to my friends. Yeah. Didn't really want to go to school. If I could get out of school, then I would try to get out of school. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Like again, you know, I, I did, I, for so long, I thought I did really badly at school and actually I didn't, I did, you know, I did quite okay. And yeah. I would probably not really do any work until right at the end. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to learn learn everything now for this exam. And so, you know, I I wanted to do well, but I just, it just never was the thing for me. Yeah. Never, never loved it at all. And I think that has definitely been something that I struggled with because then I had this idea of myself of like, oh, I'm not academic. And that means 
but I'm stupid. Yeah. Ex- oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's a whole thing in itself, you know, and then I, I went on to university and I thought, well, I haven't done a good degree and I haven't gone to a good university and this just means I'm more. And I remember like, you know, sometimes meeting people and this is also no disrespect to anyone else's uni, but this is just how my experience and how I felt, but I would meet people and I felt like they'd gone to a good uni and I felt embarrassed to say what I'd done and where I'd gone and what I'd studied. Crazy, isn't it? It's so crazy because it just now I'm such a big believer in it. It doesn't define you. I support people who don't want to go to university, who don't choose academic route, but equally, if that does suit you, do it. Now I'm in doing what I'm doing. It's really interesting because I feel like I finally developed a love for learning that I never oh had. yeah oh my gosh yeah I'm yeah <laughs> isn't it so it's much fun really <laughs> it is but you're it's a different way of learning isn't it you're, you're not learning for an exam you're not learning to get into this other university or whatever you're learning to be it's like self-development I would say for me for, be, for me to be a better person for yeah so I can teach my children what they need to learn or I can be better as an actor or a voiceover artist I yeah I'm yeah, so on that I know this is probably I'm probably going to announce, announce this by the time that this episode comes out so I'll share it but as long as everything goes to plan I can't even believe I'm saying this quite but I think I'm going to be starting a master's in September what <laughs> I honestly can't quite believe it from a someone master's. who I know that I know. is huge yeah it's like therapy masters therapy you. yeah I know it's do you know what it's been a dream of mine for so many years oh. and I never quite thought that I could do it you know the time the training the my idea about how I found school was kind of clouding how I thought I would find this and it's been it's been a process but I'm beyond excited it's five years I think five woo yeah I know which terrified me at first but now I'm like I can do this and you know I keep telling myself like five years is going to pass whether I do this or not and in five years do I want to be a trained therapist yes I do I partly feel like a kid again of like being I feel like this is what kids who like school (laughs) they're like excited I just wanted to pop into the episode quickly and say that it doesn't matter whether you enjoyed education or not. You might be listening to this resonating with everything that Terry and I are talking about, or you might be sitting there thinking, I absolutely loved learning. There is no right or wrong. And maybe it was for you and you really enjoyed it. And maybe it wasn't. And maybe you just haven't found your thing yet. And like me, You know, you might find it and find this amazing new love for learning, which feels so exciting. Your education does not define you as a person. What grades you got, what university you went to, whether you went to university or not, none of that means anything about you as a person. It doesn't mean anything about your future success, whether you're smart enough, whether you're good enough. It doesn't mean anything about you as a person. Tell me kind of how it's been to be an actor. Because I think there's a lot of beliefs around acting, um, around kind of like it's hard and it's a struggle and like all that type of stuff. So tell me more about getting into that, how that's been. So I would say when I graduated in 2011, 
I definitely thought I was going to be a superstar because that's what happens. You know, you go to the best drama school out there and you come out and you're like, boom, this is it. So I quickly realized, Alyssa, that's not how it works. <laughs> so I kind of got a rude awakening, but it was it was good for me because it really instilled like resilience. And I had a big fear of failing and I just, yeah, so it kind of stopped me. So it was it's kind of a contradiction really, because I was like, I had this resilience. I kept on going to auditions and wouldn't do it, but then I wouldn't really go for something because I was scared I would fail. So it was it was tough actually. And I think that's why I created Speak Up because I wanted something that when I wasn't acting, I felt like it was um it was giving me giving me life, giving me something more, giving back really, you know, and my goal was always to act in stories where it leaves a positive impact on people. So when I was growing up, I never really saw anyone who looked like me on TV. It was always like Americans or, and that's who I kind of aspired to, but it was still, it felt still quite far because there was no one British, you know? And I just was like, I'm going to, I want to be that person for the young black girl watching TV. And I, and it, that was just my driving force. I mean, now I find acting, yeah, it is difficult. Yeah, sometimes you're not getting the role. You would do all this work for an audition, then you get the recall, then you get, you know, the chemistry test, and then you don't get it. And it's like, how do you pick yourself up from that? And I've been really, really lucky. My family is amazing. I think the reason why I'm even here today doing what I do is because my parents are sensational. So for me, acting is tough, you know, but I have the support, which makes it easy. Remembering my goal, remembering that I want to see, I want people to see themselves stories in, in me. I think that just gives me my driving force. You know, there was, um, actually recently, and I was thinking about if I should share this, but I think it's really important. Um, a month ago, I was dropped by my agent. And that was one of the big, it's like, you know, getting fired if you want to for, for an actor. And out of the blue, I've been with them for six years. It was just real, it was quite hurtful. You know, I was embarrassed. I'm going to have to tell my other acting friends and all these sorts of stuff. And a lot of that narrative came in my head like should I even be doing this and then I kind of gave myself a month to really figure out actually should I be doing this and I was like a hundred percent like I'm not done yet just because one person says no that is what and I just and as I'm getting older I'm realizing you are in control of your career. And I think as actors, it's really difficult sometimes, especially with the level that I'm at, where you don't have that much control. And well, you feel like you don't have that much control because you're waiting for the audition or whatever it may be. And now I have been through that. And now I have a wonderful new agent who I'm very excited about, who gives me fabulous energy. And I literally only designed with her, well, Oh, I don't know how long it will be when you air it, but whatever. It's really fresh and it's really exciting. And that's what you need. So yeah, long and short, it is tough. But when you have a support network around you and you realize and you remember your goal, it is num it's easy, you know? And you have that support of your friends. Like talk to your other acting friends that are out there. I've got a phenomenal group of acting friends. Uh, I say they're acting friends, but they're just friends in itself. And they're, they're wonderful. We're all going through it, you know? 
Mm. Thank you for sharing that. That belief in yourself really shines through. And I love that you were just like, just because one person has done this doesn't mean anything. And I think it's so easy, you know, let's say you don't get a job or someone breaks up with you or you lose your agent or whatever it is. Sometimes it's easy just to be like, okay, well, that's it then. I'm never going to be successful and I'm never, what's the point? I'm not worth this and I don't deserve this success and whatever else. I know, I know it's not always easy, but just reminding yourself, it's like, that is one person. I mean, I'm not even going to pretend I know how many people live on this planet, but think about all the other people in the world. And I always like to remind myself about all the kind of what I would deem as well-known people who started their career and were told no and just carried on. Like I'm, I feel like there must be so many people in, in the world who could be extremely successful, but they've had that point where they got dropped by their agent or something else and they've just gone, no. And no, and also as well, like my previous agent, we had a lovely relationship and I don't, and there's no hard feelings. It's just change. It's just a shift. And one big thing for me is that I, if I, I would be lying if I didn't say I felt stuck for a few for a long time and I didn't know what that shift was I didn't know what I needed to change and I think when you feel stuck the number one thing you need to do is shift something you need something needs to change well you need to identify why you feel stuck and I you know I didn't really want to admit to myself that this was a, an, a change I needed because it's difficult it's difficult going okay actually I'm not working it's not working well with this agent or whatever it may be and I need to move and I didn't want to do it but I remember speaking to my other half and I said to him, I really want to find some strength right now because I've got my business going. I've got acting voiceover. I'm trying to do everything. We'll get like, it's just a lot of stuff is happening. I really need some strength right now. And I, you know, prayed about it. I was like, oh, give me some strength, you know? And I saw recently this, like, when you ask for strength, the universe is going to give you something that you have to work for. You know, when you ask for courage, the universe is going to show you how to be courageous. It's not just going to give it to you. You're going to have to do take action. And I think being what happened to me, all those sorts of stuff that kind of felt like the end of the world to me was actually the universe going, oh, you wanted strength. So now you need to push through. And I am on the other side and I feel bloody fantastic. And I know something else is going to happen. So yeah, it's it's just the way of life. And that change for me, I was like, oh, I see what you're doing, universe. You have given me something that I need to work, work towards and do. And now I'm on the other side and it's fab. Yeah. Oh, I really hope that resonates with, with anyone listening. I'm sure it will. And I think it's that perspective shift of like, oh, this is all happening to me. Or it's like, this is happening for me, like for for me, for life to get better, let me take it, let me view it like that and, and r- like run with it rather than just be like, oh, this is happening to me. Like, where is me? Everything's horrendous. Like, what's the point I'm giving up? And it's like, no, if this is happening for me, then what do I need to do? So thank you. I, for yeah, no, I allowed myself, obviously, you know, we're human. I allowed myself to feel all the feels. Of course. But I was like, oh yeah, click. I did ask, I did ask for this. I asked for strength. I asked, And now I have to be strong. <laughs> 
to get through it. I did ask for courage. I did, you know, and in this is it. So I feel, I feel actually really lucky that I was able to get through it. And also, you know, I have to kind of say that I do come from a place of privilege. Like I do have the help and I know different scenarios and I do feel really, really lucky to have that. So yeah, I'm, I'm on the other side and it feels good. Amazing. Mm. Tell me more about Speak Up then. Like how Ooh. did that, My baby. How did that come about? Oh my gosh, I can, you might have to stop me with Speak Up because I can talk about it forever. <laughs> uh, okay, so Speak Up. It started in 27, the idea came in 2017. So I, the first ever time, there's two parts of this. So the first ever time I was um, going to do a half marathon <laughs> and I wanted to run for a charity to do with mental health. So I ran for Centre of Mental Health and that's a research charity. And um, they really just was so involved that I think it was a bit random. I think lots of people don't actually, back in the day when I did it, um, didn't run, like do charity events for them. So they were like, oh, okay, thanks. So they really got me involved in a lot of stuff. Um, I did the run. I did well, thank you very much. And um, okay. <laughs> and one of the, the uh, employees there said to me, do you want to come to the Houses of Parliament? Um, I think this might be something that you'd be really interested in. And it was called... Uh, I forgot the name, but it was cool. It was a, a program that was looking at young black males coming out of prison and how they kind of integrate into life. And I was sitting there and I remember this young black guy um, about to be on stage and about to talk about his um, experiences that he's had being out of prison. And I just saw this young guy just freeze on stage and like, he was kind of getting tongue-tied. He was looking quite nervous. You could see that, like, short of breath. And I could see, like, oh, he he's just lost it. He couldn't find his words. And it was really upsetting to watch. And even when I'm telling it back to you, I can really, I'm taking myself right back there because it was so upsetting because I saw this guy bantering with his mates before he went on stage. And all of a sudden, he was on stage and he just lost his words and we all know that feeling don't we like feeling that nervousness rush over you and then you just forget and I was like oh my gosh like I know x I just wanted to just I know exercises and tools and that could maybe help him use his voice find his voice take deep breaths did you did you do some voice warm-ups before you started like all these sorts of things um so I was just willing him to speak up Anyways, he done his thing. He got through it. It was great. And I remember going, speaking to my dad and going, I want to create something that helps young people find their voice when they can't. And I think I should call it Speak Up. My dad was like, yeah, great. I'm onto it. And Love I didn't really know then. I didn't, I, didn't, yeah, I didn't really know what that was, but I was like, I feel I've got something here. I don't know what it is. I've been to drama school. I know how to use my voice properly. Like I, I feel I have something. Then, alongside that, I was at the National Theatre um, doing Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which was really cool. It's my first time at the National. And they were doing facilitating courses. So drama facilitating, like drama teaching courses. And I went on it and I was like, oh, this is easy. Actually, I know how to work with children and I know how to do drama. So I was like, oh, I, I think I have something here. And then the school nearby where I lived, we're looking for some drama after school club. So I kind of went in and said, 
do you want me to run some drama clubs for you guys? And they were like, okay. And now to this day, I have 13 schools all across um, where I live, which is like uh, Ealing, Harrow, Brent. And it's just grown like that. But it was basically wanting to help young people find their voice as well as make do through drama like as much as I wanted to help with the mental health side I I'm I'm not a professional I I know that for a fact but what I can do and what I do well is drama you know and I want people to have fun and that's how it just all kind of came together and I'm still I still do talk to sense of mental health sometimes for things just to still understand it a little bit um especially after covid a lot of children haven't obviously they didn't go to school and a lot of times when they do their presentations or have that skill that they're learning in um, school wasn't happening so these some of these reception children would start and then when they came back to school they'll be like in year two I want to say and that is a big time of not being in school reception to year one I mean I may be just saying all these words if (laughs) and if you're not in school you don't know but sorry but that is a really really big um gap of not going so when they would have practicing or doing like uh school assemblies where that may be the first time they're talking in front of a big crowd they weren't having that so drama was really important for them to like have their voice again and yeah I mean in that's another story but in COVID time Speak Up went online which was amazing for me because I was able to reach children that I've never had before I had a child in Russia I had a child in um, Poland because a lot of kids had to go back home and yeah but that's how kind of Speak Up started and it's just grown so much and Speak Up is kind of like the umbrella and we do 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 the drama clubs we also do um we've got a really great relationship with a charity called Roots, which work with um, refugee women. And I do uh, confidence in communication with them. And that is phenomenal. We work with a charity in Brent called Sport at the Heart. And that is, we do that normally in the summer holidays or any kind of school holidays. And my mentor actually, Nari, is a phenomenal woman. And she really gave me the confidence to keep Speak Up going. So shout out to Nari. But um, yeah, I mean, I could, like I said, I can talk about Speak Up to the dogs come home but like yeah it's amazing such an incredible thing that you're doing and just empowering kids and giving them the confidence as you said to like speak up to share their voice I think it's it's confidence is just something that so many people so many kids struggle with and I think the more that we can give kids the tools and say actually you can you can you know have fun with this and confidence is a skill like as well as you know what it is it's you have to do it to find it. You know, at the moment, I can't swim. Actually, oh, my fiance would be very angry with me if I said that. I can swim, but I can't tread water. That's my thing. So, and I have no confidence in that, Alyssa. Like, it is bad. I, it's really bad. And the only reason how I got confidence is doing it. I had to go in the water maybe if it was only for 10 minutes I had to like go to the lesson I had to book up I had to call the teacher I had to do it it's a doing thing you know and that's what builds your confidence up and I think with children when they're like no 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 I don't I can't read or I can't read aloud or I don't want to go on stage I get nervous it's it's just coaxing them to do it a small bit at a time and then they will find that the feedback that I get from parents is unreal and even teachers like kids that would not normally want to speak up in class or articulate themselves I'm getting parents like I can't even keep them quiet now and that for me my job is done you know 
when I get that I'm like yeah because I know how that was as a child I was literally so nervous to even use my words and even sometimes now I don't feel like I'm as articulate enough or you know I I say the wrong things at the wrong time but who bloody cares if you care you've got a problem exactly that is one of the things that I've got into my brain that I just love the most it's like I'm never going to speak perfectly I'm I'm gonna going to sometimes miss see there we go (laughs) I'm going to mess up my words sometimes that is okay if people want me to be a robot then that's on them it's not on me I just think it's such an incredible thing what you're doing and I can just imagine the little kids the shift you see in them must be just be incredible when you were growing speak up how was that did you have moments when you just like oh gosh like can I do this or were you like nope I've got this I'm all right all the time can I do this (laughs) yeah I think also as well because it kind of fell to me like speak up I wasn't like okay I've got to make a business plan and this is what it is it was a skill that I did well I like acting I can act and I love inspiring young people so it kind of fell to me I was like okay this is this seems right but then when it came to the business side when I had to kind of like you know get insurance and look at safeguarding for children and all those sorts of stuff we're working with kids and sometimes vulnerable kids so you need to really make sure your T's are crossed and all your I's are dotted or whatever it is you know and that was really tough because I didn't come from that and that's when all that kind of insecurity came from oh I'm not academic or I, I don't know how to run a business and once again the support of my parents I remember growing up I always wanted to be there was three things I wanted to be I wanted to be an athlete I wanted to be a hundred meter sprinter I wanted to be a history teacher because I just loved the Egyptians when we did it at school and I wanted to be a businesswoman and I didn't know what kind of businesswoman I wanted to be businesswoman was really really far-fetched which was funny because I saw my dad be a businessman so I was like yeah I want to be like that but um when I got older now I'm a businesswoman (laughs) I'm like uh I don't know about this anymore but um it was really tough it was it was tough getting um in COVID obviously and sometimes not being able to accommodate for all parents and all schools and working alongside that and yeah it was having to yeah it's been it has been tough it has been really really tough sometimes but once again you kind of look at your goal of what you want speak up to be and for me speak up I want it to be the go-to drama workshop um company for young people and children and when I had that in mind I was like okay you know maybe the deadline that I have is not going to be that because I know what I want it to be at the end of the day um and also it's, it's, I mean, it's small things, but saying no to going out with your friends. Like I couldn't go out on the weekend. I mean, boo hoo hoo, but it was those, those starting blocks to make sure that I had a proper, a good solid foundation, you know? And yeah, that was, that was my number one thing that I kind of kept me going, even mm. when I had those knockbacks. Mm. It's kind of like, sometimes I feel like so much noise can come in. It's like, what about this? What about this? And it's like stripping it back to like, why am I doing this? Like, is that still what I want to do? Like, is that still aligned to me? And when I think about my future, and if it is, I've just got to take it step by step and know that I don't need to know every single thing right now. It's just like, what do I need to figure out now? Okay, right, safeguarding, ticked. Okay, now what? Okay, ticked. Like just working through it. I think sometimes when it's just like everything, it can feel like a huge mountain that's just... Yeah, and also like having it alongside acting. So I would 
how does speak up right? I think one of the the best moments I've ever had was being on a job that was I had to act far away. I was on set on location and I had a business speak up was running I was like oh god do I have to stop speak up well like we're still in term time and it was like no you don't you have great teachers who can keep that going and you can do your passion and you can do your purpose what you were here to do I was like what I that was crazy to me and I just felt so lucky and blessed that I was able to to have that and I think that is from when I first ever started making sure I had those solid foundations that I had, I didn't grow really quickly. It wasn't like money wasn't the thing that was making me go, okay, I need to make this a franchise and we need to get bare schools out. That wasn't the thing. It was just like, I, once again, looking at my goal, I want to be a really great drama workshop company. So I didn't have loads. I just started with a few and now I've got 12, like what? But that's slowly, slow, slow, slow. I wasn't trying to build it really big. And then that's when I could have best of both worlds. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the thing, right? I think as soon as we have expectations of everything being amazing every single day, I don't want to have the mindset of like, oh, I'm going to have difficult days, but equally like being okay, like there's going to be challenging moments. Do you see what I mean? It's kind of that balance of like life is amazing and everything is great and I get to do it all. And equally, if a day happens when it doesn't work out like that, it's okay. It's a day. It's a tiny dot in my whole life. Yeah, exactly. The inevitable ups and downs of life. So I guess kind of going on from that, have you ever had any moments when you're just like, what am I doing with my life? Yes, lots of them. I think I had one this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, definitely. Doing what I do, being a creative, being an artist, you're always kind of questioning, is this the right thing for you? there is easier routes. I don't have, this is one thing I was always thinking about because I've got the help of um, other people now, which I think is really necessary to seek counsel when you do, when you need it. But a lot of the times I would feel so guilty for speaking about my problems that I was having with, because I knew I could just get out of it. I knew I didn't have to be a creative. I don't have to be an actor where you don't know when you're, you're going to book a job. You know, I didn't have to run my own business because, you know, if you have, if you just work with someone else, then it's fine. You must understand, you must feel the same way. Listen, like running your own business is really, really tough because you are the number one. It's you. And as an actor, Terry is the business. So when I'm not feeling 100%, then it's, there's no point. It's like, not no point, but it's like, actually, sometimes there's no point. Sometimes you've just got to tell yourself, don't do anything, you know, like try and find yourself to build yourself up again. Um, so yeah, being an artist is is challenging, but it's, I wouldn't have it any other way. For me, this really comes back to your why. And I always think about it kind of like on a scale, you know, what outweighs the other thing? And for me, having my own business and working for myself greatly outweighs the benefits of being in a job and working for someone else. But for you, the scale might tip the other way. There is no right or wrong. It's not like having a business is the best way. The best way is doing what feels right for you and also knowing that you can change your mind at any time. 
if you say today, I want to have my own business tomorrow or next week, next month, next year, you can change your mind and get a job and vice versa. As soon as we give ourselves grace to change, it feels a little bit easier to make decisions because it's not like making the decision is then we've made it and we can never do anything differently. Now back to the episode for my final question for Terry. If anyone's listening to this, they feel stuck, they feel confused, they just like, what am I doing with my life? What three pieces of advice would you give them? Great question. So I'm going to work on when that happens to me, how I move out of that. Um, And actually, one of them is something when we first met and you spoke about your beliefs and how you can, if you just say them to yourself and just actually believe it and all that sort of stuff. And I've always known that, you know, we know those sorts of things to do. And I was, you know, even when you were telling me, I was like, I don't know if I got time to do that. I don't know when I'm going to be doing that. When am I going to do it when I'm brushing my teeth? Like, oh my God, I've got to get out, all that sort of stuff. And I actually just was like, I'm going to do one. I'm at least going to do one and see how that makes me changes the way I feel stuck. And I still do it to this day. I'm not going to say it because it's pretty cringe, but I have written it down. And that is one of the things I do. Okay. So the order I would do when I feel kind of stuck is I would identify why I do. And you'd really need to get to the root of it. Sometimes it's not going to come straight at you because for me recently, when, you know, everything kind of was on a big whoosh of my life, I didn't realize what was making me feel so stuck. I had so many things going for me, which was fabulous. You know, I felt in a great place. I was, but I didn't know why I felt stuck. I didn't know what, what needed to be moved. So I tried to really identify that. And I did, I was able to write it down and I said, okay, what am I going to do? What plan of action am I going to do to move out of that? And that's when change happens. So identifying what, why you feel stuck and thinking about an action to change that. Like, what are you going to do differently? Are you going to wake up early to do something that you need to do? Are you going to have, are you going to switch off from social media for a bit to kind of focus in your thoughts? Are you going to have some you time? Are you going to have family time? Like what is it that you need to change? Because being stuck, shifting, moving is the opposite, right? And then I would go to the beliefs like you introduced me to. And like I said, I knew them before. We always know them, don't we? Like, but sometimes it's someone saying it differently. And I hope me saying this to your listeners is someone saying it differently. You know, you need to have that reminder of why you want to be doing what you're doing. So mine was to do with where I want to see myself. So that was what one of my beliefs were. And I would just repeat that. And I would maybe just repeat it once, or even when I'm like, driving along and I'm about to have some car you know road rage because that is totally me sorry to admit it Ah. I would kind of just like say it then and slowly but surely you kind of get out of that stuckness or you get out of that feeling um and it's not going to happen instantly you know I'm I'm not professional in in that sort of I'm not a psychiatrist or anything like that but for me it really 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 worked identifying it making a plan of action and believing in yourself that's how I got out of my, my stuckness. <laughs> I love that so much. And honestly, like, this is what I'm like. Like anyone who will listen to me at any event, anything I go to, I, I'm going to be saying about a podcast. It was just how to, you said it, Alyssa. Or... And I was just like, you are 
yeah, I needed to hear it at that time. It was wonderful. And how open you were for just sharing your beliefs. I was like, whoa, this is wonderful. And also it was perfect timing and it really has helped me get out of my, this is why I think it's just so, I I was telling you before we started the podcast, but this was on my vision board to have, um, to do something like this, to kind of share my story. For a long time, I was like, who would care? Like, you know, I'm an actor, voiceover artist. I started a business. Ain't everyone doing that now? You know, and no one really wants to hear, but you asked and I was like, oh my gosh. So you have been such a wonderful addition to my life. So thank you. (laughs) As are you, as are you to mine. And honestly, it has been such a joy just hearing you today. I hope everyone will get this sense listening to, but I can feel your passion. Like I can feel how much joy it gives you. And I hope it also gives you a moment to reflect and be like, bloody hell I've I've come a, I've come a long way I've, and I've only started exactly and how exciting this is only the beginning I have the biggest smile on my face from this episode and yes there will have been a journey to get to this point but there are so many more exciting things to come in your future and so many more incredible things that you are going to go on and achieve and oh it just gets me excited for life I really hope you found this episode helpful and there are bits and pieces of Terry's wisdom and our conversation that you can implement in your own life and journey moving forwards. I really also hope this conversation has helped you to feel less alone. It would mean the world to me if you could take a moment to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Remember to screenshot your review and email it to me so I can send you a free visualization track. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. It honestly fills me with so much joy that people are finding the podcast helpful. That is my aim. It is to help you. So let me know how you're finding it. Any feedback, I am all ears and I will see you in the next episode.